The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The Lord appointed 70 others and sent them on ahead of him in pairs to every town and place where he himself intended to go. He said to them, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go on your way. See, I am sending you out like lambs into the midst of wolves. Carry no purse, no bag, no sandals, and greet no one on the road. Whatever house you enter, first say, Peace to this house. And if someone of peace is there, your peace will rest on that person. But if not, it will return to you. Remain in the same house, eating and drinking whatever they provide, for the laborer deserves his wage. Do not move about from house to house. Whenever you enter a town and its people welcome you, eat what is set before you. Cure the sick who are there and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. But whenever you enter a town and they do not welcome you, go out into its streets and say, even the dust of your town that clings to our feet, we wipe off in protest against you. Yet know this, the kingdom of God has come near. I tell you, on that day, it will be more tolerable for Sodom than for that town. The 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, in your name, even the demons submit to us. Jesus said to them, I watched Satan fall from heaven like a flash of lightning. See, I have given you authority to tread on snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice at this, that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. This is the gospel of the Lord. James is going to get double pay today. He's doing a great job. Last weekend, um, I started a new message series, uh, three homily series. Last weekend was the first homily. This is the second one. And then I'm at Our Lady Victory next week. And then the third one will be back at St. Ursula's and St. Joseph's. You can go. There will be a link at the website. Uh, again, if you want to have a nice, you can't sleep at night, put this on and it'll soothe you to sleep. Okay? We're, in the, we're in the, entering now into the official realities of summer. We're not singing the psalm during the summer, which allows me to preach longer. Wow, tough crowd already, tough crowd. Everybody's on road trips. You know, I know gas is expensive and flying now is very, very difficult, but over the last two and a half years, we're kind of eager to get to places. Even if it's not a far trip, a road trip during uh, the summer is important for us and, and it gives us a break and you know, uh, allows us hopefully to enjoy uh, a little bit of rest during the summer now that school's over and kind of things hopefully are, 
uh, in this post-pandemic reality, things will be good and we'll be able to grow from that. Uh, I talked about in my first homily about a road trip I did a few years ago to what's called the Dayton Hamvention. That's the reaction I had last weekend. <laughs> what is that? Well, if you want to find out more about what that is, you go and watch the homily from last weekend. But it's a big ham radio convention where 25 to 30,000 people show up. Uh, and if you think Best Buy has lots of electronics, go to this. Okay? We all have our different trips, different opportunities. But in the first homily last weekend, I, I highlighted two things because the theme is the ultimate road trip, the essentials for the highway to heaven is the official title of this message series. Of course, everybody remembers the show Highway to Heaven with Michael Landon. Yes, I think it's on Vision TV every day. My mother watches that and Little House on the Prairie. So, uh, great show. But, it, you know, we are taking road trips this summer, but of course, we're on an ultimate journey to the kingdom of heaven. And God helps us along this journey, along this way. Right? And last weekend I highlighted two things. First one is you need to stay focused on your destination. Jesus in the gospel last weekend had Jerusalem in his sights and the cross and knowing that his passion, death, and resurrection was going to bring salvation. So he had a very clear vision and mission of where he was headed. And all his teaching, all his preaching, and all his healing were leading to Jerusalem in the ultimate sacrifice. And then I talked about last week too, the need to obey all traffic laws. So when you're going on a trip, road trip, you've got to obey the, the road signs, the speed limits. Uh, you've got to, you know, if there's detours or like going to Dayton, when you're crossing the border, you've got to follow the rules there. And when the border person asked me, where are you going? I said, the Hamvention in, in, uh, in Ohio. Uh, and he actually, he actually knew it. He said, old school. And he just led us through. So if you ever need to cross the border, say you're going to Dayton, Ohio for the Hamvention. It only works in May because that's when it is, okay? But we've got to follow the rules. And Jesus gives us rules and commandments to help us journey together on that highway to heaven. How we're called to live, how we're called to serve, how we're called to sacrifice. I ended last uh, weekend's homily with this from St. Camillus de Lellis, a beautiful quote. Think well, speak well, do well. These three things, through the mercy of God, will make a person go to heaven. And we have all of these beautiful saints and we have the gift of the church that helps us along the road for us to journey together and invite others along this journey. Two more essentials uh, in this second homily that I want to share with you just for a few minutes. First one is, is we are sent on mission together following God's plans. So in the gospel, Jesus sends out 70 disciples in pairs. He doesn't send them out alone. And a little bit different than our road trips, we plan out where we want to go, what we want to do, where we're going to stop, how long it's going to take us to get there. If we're going on this highway to heaven, we don't get those choices. God sends us on mission. So we have to let go of our own personal plans and open our hearts and follow where God wants us to go and what he wants us to do. The second one is this, allow the journey to pass through us. 
Oftentimes, if you go on a bigger road trip or pilgrimage, maybe you're going to Europe, maybe you're going on a cruise, maybe you're visiting all these different places, one of the things that so often we do is take pictures, right? Not with a camera anymore, but with your phone, because they're phenomenal to take pictures. But sometimes we can just, we can only see things. If you see some uh, beautiful uh, architecture, or see famous places, Sometimes we get caught up so much in making a, a recording or a photo of it, that's the only way we see something is through the camera. We become tourists where we take pictures of everything we can, and then when we come back home, we say, oh, look, that's what it looks like. We don't allow the experience, take your photos, put the camera down, put the phone away, and allow the experience to pass through us. Whether we're going on vacation or if we're going on a religious pilgrimage to Lourdes or Fatima or the shrine in Merlin, it's not about uh, looking at that, but allowing these moments, these encounters to pass through us that change us. It's not us whipping through and seeing 5,000 things and then figuring out what happened when we get back from our road trip, but to allow ourselves, our hearts, our souls to absorb to appreciate. Uh, a couple of uh, mission trips and pilgrimages I've been on in 2009, I went with a bunch of high school students to Kenya in the Maasai Mara region and helped build schools. You know, it's good to travel because you see the world and you see the differences, but you see the common sense of humanity that we all want the same things. We want good health. We want to uh, live our lives with family and friends, and we want to uh, share our lives with others. Uh, in 2012, I went to Ecuador on another mission trip with some high school students. This was after we played an Ecuador versus Canada soccer game that ended in a draw. So with some kids. And so much, uh, again, sometimes we can get caught up of getting to that destination, even a religious place. Like if you went to Rome or St. Peter's or different things like that, that we have to be sure that we encounter people along that journey. The people we're traveling with on a mission trip, making new friends from the other side of the globe. Whether in, in, in 2014 I was in India, also with a high school group helping build schools and working with these amazing high school kids who uh, worked very hard but got to learn some of their journey. Whether you go on pilgrimage too, this is uh, when I was in Fatima in 2009. Beautiful uh, evening procession with the figure of Our Lady of Fatima and praying the rosary. It was a powerful experience. Or in 2018, I led a pilgrimage to Poland with a group and some from Chatham as well. All of these are opportunities for us. And of course, when you go on pilgrimage, you go on a trip, not everything is gonna go the way you planned especially on a mission trip or on a pilgrimage, the rule on pilgrimage is we let God decide what happens, right? Because you can't control everything. Right now, one of the difficulties of traveling is when they cancel your flight now, right? I heard yesterday that one airline in the U.S. was offering $10,000 for someone to give up their seat on a flight because they've booked more flights than the capacity of their staffs can handle. And so, unfortunately, many people are being disappointed for buying seats to flights that will not, never fly, 
So when we go on this journey to highway, on this highway to heaven, not everything is going to go our way. Not everything is going to be perfect. In fact, the Lord sends us out in difficult times. He goes, uh, we heard in the gospel, he says, go on your way. See, I am sending you out like lambs in the midst of wolves. I'm sending you out into dangerous territory. And we're being sent out through the gift of our baptism, strengthened in confirmation, to not only for us to travel on this highway to heaven, but to invite others along the journey and to help those who need our help, our assistance, our friendship, our support, to be able to reach the kingdom, to reach eternal life. We also heard in the gospel, could carry no purse, no bag, no sandals, and greet no one on the road. Whatever house you enter, first say peace to this house. You know, I don't know about you, but when I pack and go on a trip, I overpack. Then I sit there saying, why did I take this? I got to drag this around all over the place for two weeks now. Jesus is sending us out saying, don't get caught up on relying on yourself, but rely on me. God provides everything we need when we need it and when we ask for it to fulfill his plans. So he sent out these 70 out to share the good news saying, don't worry, there's this urgency. Go, don't stop anywhere. Go on your mission. Go and prepare the pathway for the kingdom. Offer peace, but rely on God's divine grace. Don't take anything extra. God will provide. And there's a sense of confidence that we develop trusting the Lord on our way when we face sickness. Maybe we lose a job. Maybe things didn't turn out the way we had planned for our children. We got to hold the faith and know that God is guiding us and that we're to trust in him as he empowers us. Whenever you enter a town and its people welcome you, eat what is before you, cure the sick who are there and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. How do we journey on the highway to heaven? We're sent out to bring peace, love, faith, joy, and ultimately the kingdom. The kingdom of God has come near to you. What happened when they came back? The 70 returned with joy saying, Lord, even in your name, even the demons submit to us. One of the important things about uh, going along this journey, going on this highway to heaven, is that we do it together. We do it according to God's plans. We allow the experiences and the events to pass through us, but we also have to share the experience with one another. All things that we're going to be working on in our family of parishes starting in the fall, that we can share our joy, we can share our stories, we can support one another. That is the mission that we embrace each and every day. I want to conclude with this. Pope Francis, back in 2015, uh, spoke to a, a walking pilgrimage to Loretto, a group in Italy that was walking to Our Lady of Loretto. He said this, I think it's beautiful words. A soul that doesn't walk through life seeking God and for the Holy Spirit to move from within 
is a soul that ends up in mediocrity and spiritual poverty. Please do not stand still in life. One of the things that we cannot do is stand still on that highway to heaven or pull off and never get back on. We have to not aim for mediocrity, but seek God's grace, seek his love, seek his strength, and trust in him as we continue on this pilgrimage to the kingdom of heaven. So as we continue in our Mass today, and as we continue in this message, message series, think about those ways. What are God's plans? What is he sending me out to do? And how am I going to grow in trusting in him? Allowing those experiences, those challenges, being a lamb sent in the midst of wolves, to share peace, to share love, to share the kingdom.